All right, let's get to it. 620, zero degrees outside. We are joined by Scott Reed, CTV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Good to have you. Happy Monday. Good morning. Happy Monday. When you say zero degrees, doesn't it always sound to your ear like it means there should be no temperature and no weather? Like it's zero, it's just base neutral, like it's not, it's nothing? That's a curious reflection. It, it had not That's occurred it. to me. It just feels like it should be like, sorry, it's chalk outside, everybody. It's zero. It's not one cold. It's not one warm. It's just zero. Yeah. Well, I do hear from pedants if I say, for example, today's high is plus something. And it's not plus something. It is something. It's like, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Okay, so listen, let's start digging into some of the stories. Um, I'm not entirely sure why the Service Ontario move is uh, so prominent this morning, except that the government's going to make some announcements, apparently, at 8.30. Uh, I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about this, though. Like, I have no issues with Service Ontario being moved into private companies. Well, I do. Um, I do, unless the case is demonstrated. So, uh, a couple of things in particular. Um, has there been a business case and has it been shared with the public that will demonstrate that the services can be delivered for better, uh, with greater efficiency, greater convenience for individuals and families, um, and at a better cost point? If there has, then great. But let's see it. Let's not take it on faith. Let's certainly not indulge this you know, knee-jerk kind of argument where you go, well, if it's delivered by the private sector, it's almost certainly going to be more, uh, uh, more efficient. No, show me that it will be. Uh, and show me that there won't be some you know, conflation or profit motive that will get in the way of the delivery of what are public services that people have already paid for through their taxes. That's the first thing. The second thing is watch for the middleman. And Nick, Joe, please wrap this little comment of mine up and put it on the shelf because you're going to want it. With the Ford government, it's always about the middleman. Who's the lobbyist who knew or worked for Doug Ford or was pals with Doug Ford back when he was in City Hall and is still sort of hanging around the orbit of Queen's Park now and is working with somebody who's associated with one of these private sector companies that stands to do it. Oh, and it just happens that they got a contingency fee off of this. Look for the middleman. Who made money? This has happened before. Green Belt, MZOs, look for the Mr. X's, look for the middleman. Let's make certain that that is happening. And then finally, none of this, none of this should be sole sourced. If you're going to do something this significant, 156 years in Ontario, we got away with having these services delivered publicly. If you're going to change that, don't tell me it had to happen urgently overnight. Tell me that it's been publicly competed and then we know that through competition, we got the best price point. And, you know, finally, okay, I guess we'll see. But, you know, am I going to be taking my kid to get his uh, broken bones set at the Wendy's drive-thru? I guess so. (laughs) There's something to be said for public institutions and everyone craps on public institutions these days. So I, Sarah, I, I feel a little twinge about watching that drift past. Yeah, you see, I mean, I agree with you on the whole sole sourcing business, but at the same time, I also look to the post office, for example, and we used to have post offices, they were like temples, you know, and and they had Greek columns, and then we realized you could go to a gift card store and still get stamps. Yeah. But I, I miss the majesty of those grand buildings. I miss the majesty of the Public Works water building. I just, you know, look, uh, I guess, you know, again, we're in an age where we want to make certain that, you know, a bunch of lobbyists, you know, make money off of a transaction. 
but we don't care about whether or not people say to themselves, you know what, this is a purely public service. It's been delivered by the public. I know that the person accountable is my elected representative. I can wring their neck. They don't send me to a call center for some private sector corporation. Hi, you've reached Staples. I'm actually located in Halifax. Please hold until your life ends. Uh, I don't know. Bugs me. Um, Justin Trudeau and company are looking at rebranding carbon pricing. I don't know that a rebrand is necessarily going to work. I mean, it does drive me crazy that people still think that they aren't getting rebated on the carbon tax, but it's also a tough sell. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this is this is uh, uh, something that bothers like as a communications guy, as a guy who's worked in government in in, in communications, you know, this really bothers me. This is kind of, you know, the last refuge of the foolish who say, well, you know what, we've got, we're actually doing a terrific thing here, which people would love if they only knew about it. Our big problem is branding, 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 branding. No, the problem is the carbon tax and where the carbon tax is felt most sharply, like, for example, in Atlantic Canada, where from one day to another on July 1st of last year, people's uh, the price of gas went up 18 cents. It's going to be very unpopular and making the connection to the rebate and telling people that that rebate is a function of it. I mean, that is always going to be a very difficult translation for you to make. And I don't think that the government's failure is more on communications. I think it's policymaking. I think they're trying to sell a what is a fundamentally unpopular policy. Guess what? People don't want to pay higher taxes. This has been true since the time of Romans. So that it's it's not a branding problem. You're not going to suddenly say this is your up with the climate a rock and roll atmosphere rebate. Now I feel better about it, Betty. No. <laughs> uh, Karen Stintz, former city councillor, frequent guest here on News Talk 1010, apparently is going to run for the federal conservatives. What do you think? Not much good. Look, a couple of things. Uh, and discounts, so that people can discount my opinion in, in right off the bat. First, I'm good friends with Marco Mendicino. So let's just get that out of the way so people can sort of, you know, discount anything I have to say from that this point forward on that basis. Second, I think she's a big catch for them. She's a well-known name. She's got some name recognition in the city. She's not a crazy, hardcore, anti-vax, lunatic, convoy type. So all that works to the well for them. So I think... That is going to advantage them in terms of the next election, which is obviously looking to be on track as a change election. And that riding is going to be one hell of a tough battle. But here's what I would say. I've watched Karen Stintz over the years. She's one of these people who's never shy about telling us, you know, that politics ought to be about principle above anything else. That she's driven by the purity of the policy positions she uh, champions, that she's driven by evidence-based policy. And, you know, look at the debates that we've had recently. She's been emphatically in favor of policies that are championed by the Chow uh, City Hall. So, you know, she's very comfortable with this 16-point five percent tax increase she is obviously a complete profit for densification for getting cars out of the downtown era look at what she did as planning chief all of those things now anytime i've ever had these arguments on air with them you know i always get this kind of pushback from her of well you can talk about this greasy politics but i'm telling you this is what the right and best policy is so just explain to me where do any of those policies any of those policies overlap with any of the values and positions that Pierre Polyev has represented. Politics is littered 
with crass opportunism. But my God, Karen Stintz aligning with Pierre Polyev, who literally stands in opposition to almost everything she's ever talked about in the public sphere. That isn't just crass opportunism. She is going for the gold medal of crass opportunism. I can't wait. I live in the riding. I literally can't wait to vote against her. All right. Well, Karen Stintz is going to be on the Jerry Agar show this morning at 10.50. I imagine some of what you just said is going to be replayed she for her. Pierre Polyev walked with anti-vaxxers and convoy types. Tolerates Roman Baber running in his caucus after he got kicked out for being anti-vax of the Ford caucus. And Karen Stintz is going to say, these are the people I wish to be shoulder to shoulder with. That is never something she said on one of these roundtables. How can she contort herself into that? It's ridiculous. Uh, Joe Clark yesterday making an appearance with Vashi Capellos on television before Ed Broadbent's memorial yesterday afternoon. And he said that the House of Commons has become a stage rather than an institution. And I guess worth noting, um, television came into Parliament after Joe Clark was elected. So he remembers a time from when question period was just, you know, a bunch of stenographers in the balcony. Yeah, and you know, uh, Mr. Turner, Prime Minister Turner, who I knew well, used to refer to that moment when cameras came into the House, when the House of Commons in question period became what he referred to as, quote-unquote, BS theatre. I won't say the full phrase out loud on radio, but, um, you know, I, 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 th- I think that Joe Clark's largely right. Like, a lot of... A lot of busy work that we don't see still occurs in committee, in the Commons, and some of it is good, and lots of it is good. But what do we mostly see? We mostly see reports of question period with politicians yelling at one another. And a lot of it has to do with the way in which we consume media. It was the televisation of uh, of the House of Commons, but it's also now the fragmented nature of the House of Commons. And it means that almost the only way to get any news coming out of that place is to scream at your opponent. We're going to see it this week as the House resumes. It's going to be a sling match between Trudeau and Polyev. And that's 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 what it's reduced to now. It is a stage. It is a place of performance. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Vigorous performance this morning. That's uh, Scott Reed, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Now he's all ours.